from LPM, Louisville Public Media. Support comes from Vision Zero. On foot or behind the wheel, safety is a shared responsibility. And Vision Zero Louisville believes zero roadway fatalities is the only acceptable amount. Their mission is to create safe roads by design, engineering solutions, and education. More information at visionzerolouisville.org. It's Thursday, February 22nd. I'm Bill Burton. Here's the latest from LPM News. A company that makes multi-million dollar weapons detectors for Jefferson County Public Schools is facing a second federal investigation. LPM's Jess Clark reports. Evolve makes what it calls AI weapons detectors, and JCPS is leasing the equipment at a cost of about $17 million over five years. The company disclosed this week that it's the subject of a new investigation by the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Evolve is already being investigated by the U.S. Federal Trade Commission over allegations its equipment doesn't work as well as advertised. Evolve says it is eager to cooperate with the SEC. The company scanners are now in 12 JCPS middle and high schools. A JCPS spokesperson declined to comment. I'm Jess Clark in Louisville. Ford and United Auto Workers Union announced yesterday that they reached a local labor agreement with the Kentucky truck plant. As LPM's Jacob Munoz explains, the deal prevents a massive strike that would have sidelined nearly 9,000 Louisville workers. In October, the UAW had its workers walk off the Kentucky truck plant for two weeks over a national bargaining dispute. The site makes F-Series trucks and is Ford's most profitable plant. Last week, the union threatened to strike again, this time over a local contract setting workplace rules. Todd Dunn, the president of Local 862, representing Kentucky truck plant workers, says the strike threat gave the union leverage. The level of cost to Ford Motor Company, uh, if there were a strike, especially over a local agreement, would be really lopsided. It would be a poor choice to not complete the agreement. Dunn says workers at the plant are expected to vote on the deal next week. I'm Jacob Munoz in Louisville. The so-called Safer Kentucky Act would increase penalties for roughly two dozen crimes. Kentucky Republicans pushing the tough-on-crime bill provided a list of more than 100 sources to support the legislation. LPM spoke with half a dozen of the cited researchers. Several academics said they were surprised to find their work used as evidence. Among them were two students from University of Delaware sociology professor Christine Vischer. One of them she wrote when she was barely out of grad school. To pull that article from 1987 and try to apply it to 2024 just seems to me to be really inappropriate. More than half of the sources Bauman listed were published over a decade ago. Several others didn't appear to have anything to do with Bauman's bill. The bill's lead sponsor had previously said his research, quote, unequivocally supports longer sentences as a means for public safety. LGBTQ plus advocates in Kentucky are worried proposed legislation could result in a torrent of lawsuits that erode protections for marginalized people. Capitol reporter Sylvia Goodman reports the bill passed a House committee hearing yesterday. The bill would allow people to sue the government and individuals for enforcing a policy they believe infringes on their religious liberties. Just hours after the hearing, scores of people gathered at the state capitol in support of LGBTQ plus rights. Reverend Donzella Lee said the bill would endanger LGBTQ plus protections across the state. She called on lawmakers to vote against it. We're going to pray that that yes becomes a no. What do we want them to do? Say what? No! 
At the same event, Democratic Governor Andy Bashir said he would defend LGBTQ plus rights. I'll get the veto pen ready again <laughs> this year. The bill will now move to the House floor, awaiting a full vote. I'm Sylvia Goodman in Frankfurt. A bill to strike college student ID cards from Kentucky's voter ID law has already cleared one chamber of the state legislature. Kentucky Public Radio's Joe Sonka reports that despite perceived concerns over mass fraud, few voters use student IDs. A Kentucky Public Radio analysis of state data shows that in last year's general election, more than 99 percent of voters who checked into the polls used their driver's license. In the 109 counties with available data, just a tiny fraction of those voters used their student ID, 354. Senate Bill 80, which cleared that chamber with only Republican support last month, would no longer allow student IDs as a primary form of voter identification. The bill's sponsor, GOP Senator Adrian Southworth of Lawrenceburg, says the changes needed to head off mass fraud. However, Kentucky Attorney General Russell Coleman's office says there have been no complaints of fraud involving student IDs since the state voter ID law went into effect in 2020. I'm Joe Sonka in Louisville. For more on these stories, visit lpm.org. I'm Bill Burton. Thanks for listening. Support for LPM Podcasts comes from the Eye Care Institute and Butchertown Clinical Trials, where they strive for diversity, equity, and inclusion within their staff, patients, and clinical trial participants. To learn more, visit butchertown.clinic.